This is the Socially Impaired Podcast with Devin and Andy. episodes ago we were talking about google tv and you were telling me about um do you want to describe what google tv is again or the chromecast device that has the uh the nice and clean ui to bring together all of your streaming services one nice searchable interface yeah we were talking about that so i ran out and got that new google tv because it sounded great what you were saying and because I signed up for YouTube TV, they sent me another Google TV. So now I have two Google TVs. But lo and behold, uh, right, like a week ago or something, apparently Netflix bowed out of supporting the universal UI of Google TV. It's like not searchable. or It's, it's not that it's not searchable. It's, it's that it's, it just doesn't show up in the UI anymore, right? I think your like last watch show might, but it's not, it doesn't pull like the other apps. Right, it doesn't show up in the recommended list or there's, you know, oh, watch crime TV and it doesn't put any movies in there automatically. You have to actually go into the app like everything else. Yeah, when I was looking into this, it was like, at first, it was like, yeah, this just doesn't work in like the Android app, like on your phone. And I was like, okay. So I looked at that and I'm like, yeah, I don't see it in there. But then I went and tested it on the Google TV and it's like, no, it's not really working here either. But I guess this is sort of, um netflix's mo at least it sounds like it's on netflix's side because it's it's not really available in other devices either to do this and i don't know if it's like netflix saying no you know what you just got to go into the app and we want to control exactly how this is presented to people but it just seems weird that it was like available for i don't know a week or whatever it was and then it's like no we're turning that off i was like what yeah and at first when i started using it i it seemed like Netflix dominated the list as well, even though I had connected my other apps. So I, I did notice when it disappeared. I mean, it's still good because it's got all, you know, Hulu and Amazon and HBO showing me those videos. So I just have to go to Netflix separately. It actually made me think that what I really want is I don't even care about the universal app or universal UI. I care about a universal watch list. You can't do that. I, though, I right? would like, right. I mean, you can, it, it's on Google, though. I mean, so it does go on Google TV, so now that does exist. Um, and I think you can, well, no, they said you can't add Netflix ones to the watch list anymore. Apparently, if you go to add it to the watch list, it has an apology screen. Right, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't look that up. And if I add something that's on HBO through Google TV, it just adds it to Google TV's watch list, not the HBO watch list. So it's like, I just have all these different watch lists. And when I, I'm like, I remember seeing that movie somewhere and now I got to log into 10 different apps and find out where it was. So it's like in the end, and I know, I think they're out there, but I would like a service to just be the watch list only. Well, yeah, it sounds like they tried to solve that, but it was like, no, no, you're not, you're not going to. Maybe it was like a consistency thing. Like they weren't making this available to other places. So they're like, well, I guess we can't really do this for Google only. So Sorry. See ya. <laughs> it probably comes down to the whole recommendation stuff because when you go into Netflix, the recommendations are terrible. All it is is them trying to push their stuff on you now. And it's like, oh, you watched this kids movie or this horror movie or something? Well, here's a kids movie that's like it. And like, it's not nothing like it at all. You're just trying to push your 
original content on me. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm always confused about it because it's like, okay, look at action adventure. It's like five movies. Okay, then you go into drama and it's like four of the same five movies that are in action adventure. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, okay, I, not really what I was expecting, but. So letting Google TV do that takes away that recommendations portion, I assume. And then they have to share space with other companies. So they might have just been like, well, forget that. It seems really weird, right? Because if you go to, uh, uh, not the Play Store, but like the, the Google Store, and they like bundle uh, Google TV with Netflix together, right? Like you can buy like, a, it's like a mm-hmm. subscription to Netflix plus Google TV in one package. And like, okay, so you're thinking you're probably going to, you know, it's going to be a seamless um like a seamless like device you know with with netflix but no not not really that's not the case anymore it's kind of weird and the controller the controller has a netflix button on it too so now google's probably pretty ticked that they probably made that deal and now netflix is like meh i actually think that's (laughs) one of the things that saves it because you can just press netflix and go right into that app which is you know it's like okay so that 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 sort of bypasses um looking through the ui you can just go right into netflix but yeah, it's kind of kind of shitty, but I always wish the remote controllers would come with a a programmable button instead because I always just get whatever they give me. Like my Vizio TV I think has Netflix and Amazon and I'm like I'd rather it be Netflix and Hulu. I don't have those two. <laughs> a little disappointed with that. And I'm going to have to search up the online services for watch lists so I can quickly find that. But for the most part, Google TV still works well. If you have a lot of the other apps, like I have most all of the other apps, so that's fine. I feel like this is going to be part of the ongoing uh, changes with all the transitions from, you know, the streaming wars kind of thing. It's like, you know, they're going to have to work some of this stuff out or, or they're going to be left behind a little bit, even though Netflix right now is probably the biggest one. But And speaking of streaming wars, Warner Brothers, New announcement for releasing all the 2021 movies in the theater and uh, I guess exclusively on HBO Max, right? Yeah, it's a, they're, they're going to keep their um, theatrical release date and then you have to, at the same time be on HBO Max's streaming service for, I think it's like they're going to, it's going to be like a set period. And then after that period, those movies will be you know, sort of licensed out and available to rent on other services. And I think they'll, they'll um, keep the, uh, the respected uh, window for that, like um, before that happens, I mean. So like, you know, when a movie has a theatrical run and then it'll come out on, you know, to rent or to buy a couple months later or whatever it is. I, I think it may be six weeks or something. I, I don't know. But they're going to keep that all in place. So the, the only added thing is, is that it's going to be immediately available on the streaming service, which I mean, I don't, I don't know why you're going to go to the theater, especially if it's not like the um, the Mulan thing where you pay for the streaming service and then in addition you have to like buy or rent the movie basically for an additional cost. But I don't think that's the case here, right? It's just you just buy, get the streaming service, HBO Max, and you have access to these movies. Correct. There's no additional premium charge or anything from what I read, at least. Yeah, that's what I was seeing, too. I, try, I looked for it. I was like, they're not really saying that. So, I mean, that's that's pretty sweet. Right. And even starting with Wonder Woman, they had I think they had said that it'll it'll run for one month on the service and then it'll just be theater. And then at the end, like you're saying, it, it'll 
switch to digital like it normally does for renting or buying or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm assuming eventually come back to HBO Max because, I mean, HBO Max and Warner Brothers is like the same company, right? That, I mean, that's why this is happening. Yeah, they're owned by the same parent. But they did say that HBO, like, had to win the bid, which seemed weird. Cause they <laughs> Internal are, bid. <laughs> like, right, maybe they were just saying that to make it sound fair or something. But because they were talking about Netflix was trying to bid on getting those movies, and they came up short, I guess. So what's the movies in this that they're releasing? And Because th- this is just for uh, the 2021 calendar year, right? They were saying that this was not a permanent thing, but just for this transition or te- you know this temp period which i don't know man if this were if they make like think about if they just get like so many new subscribers and then you know this huge influx of uh of a money stream through this they're like you know what uh we don't need <laughs> we don't need to do the other way anymore yeah yeah i like to get into that uh after we kind of go through the movies but it's like they, they have enough movies where they're going to be releasing something new basically almost every month so it's not like there's an influx for one month of new subscribers and they cancel and then they lost them because these people are going to, you know, want to continue to get those movies every single month. So it seems it's a pretty good gamble in my opinion. Yeah, right. So because they were doing, yeah, they, they originally announced the Wonder Woman. It was like, so then to me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm at least going to sign up for it and try it out for that. But then because there's now this whole year worth of movies coming out i mean what it's gonna be like what like every every month or even it's probably shorter than that right i think there's 15 to 17 movies or 15 to 20 movies or something like that releasing this way so i mean that's that's every couple of weeks it's so it's like when these services are yeah month to month it's like well i mean instead of like you know renting or buying this movie later i'm just gonna keep my what i'm how much is the how much is hbo max subscription 15. 15 so it's i mean 15 a month it's like you get at least probably one movie i don't know let's if we go through the list like let's see how many movies we actually want to watch or looking forward to yeah i think the first one on the list was uh not till may though well i mean other than wonder woman which comes out uh, christmas day that but you want to see i think the next one i noticed was was kong or godzilla vs kong that oh no i i see now i yeah i see the dates on here now. yeah mortal Kombat. never even heard of it i mean I, i've heard of mortal Kombat, but i didn't even know they were making a new one yeah i can't say i'm looking forward to that but so that's the first one january 15th mortal Kombat video game movie yep. the the little things i did see this in the list earlier and i, I would like to see this so that would be yeah denzel washington and that does look good um I saw. I just recently saw the trailer for Tom and Jerry, and again, I'm like, "When is this real?" Like, I don't know if this is like a joke video or if they actually are making this movie. So, looks like they're making it. Yeah, I mean, I like Tom and Jerry cartoon before, but it just seems maybe it's riding on like the Sonic the Hedgehog type way. Yeah, this is this is not for me. This this is not for me. No, no. but that's a good you know. But for me, that'll be good. The kids will want to watch it. So there's another month. What is that? March. Okay, so it looks like January, and then not another one until March. Yeah. So people could technically skip February. Yeah, you know, so I was reading through this. So this one is actually kind of interesting. So this is a Tony Soprano uh, like prequel series, and James Gandolfini's son is playing Tony Soprano. I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, I mean, 
that like I, I watched The Sopranos and it wasn't like my favorite show. I mean, I thought it was a good show, but this is I, I never heard of this, but this was like, OK, I, I mean, if you're going to get me to watch, you know, a, an, a, I don't know, a prequel or whatever this is of The Sopranos, I think one one draw there is that they're getting, his, you know, his son to play him. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I've heard in the past that he looks like identical to his dad. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, and the picture I did see of this movie, I did not like. I saw Sopranos. I thought it was uh, the father, and but it could have been the. I mean, I guess I didn't really look into it, but they looked the exact same. If that was the son. like a de de aging thing going on, but no, it's his son. There was what was the other movie that did this with uh, uh, Ice Cube and his son? He his son played him in that in that movie that he did. I thought that worked out pretty good in that one. I don't know what that one was. I forget the name of it, but. And then we got Reminiscence, the Hugh Jackman sci-fi drama. Never heard of that one yes, either. sci-fi, man. Hugh Jackman's pretty good. And then Godzilla vs. Kong, and that's the one I've been waiting for since the fall when it was supposed to come out. And see, this, is, this brings up the first of all these movies so far. Godzilla vs. Kong is the first one where it's like, that's what I would want to see in the theater, though. Mm. So this says it's a sequel to the the Kong Sky Skull Island movie. Uh, yeah, sequel to Skull Island and King of Monsters. Oh, and now they're just gonna be thrown in together. Hmm, interesting. Doesn't look like there's any of the same uh, actors coming back, but okay. Well, this, yeah, the stars are the CGI monsters. Well, Millie Bobby Brown was in King of the Monsters. Oh, okay. She was the child but the the adult actors aren't haven't doesn't look like they return i kind of don't remember the king of the monsters ones i know i saw it i kind of did like the skull island one i thought it had like a unique aesthetic to it so i thought it was that was pretty good going back and watching skull island that's like marvel actor central i mean uh there's so many people in that movie oh right because uh captain marvel uh Loki. Samuel Jackson. Loki. Yep. Skarsgård. One of the Skarsgårds, right? Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah, in this one it says Alexander Skarsgård is in Godzilla vs. Kong. So. Is that the same one that was in the other one? Oh, so. okay. Okay. So there is a returning character. And then The Conjuring comes out in June. Not a huge, I mean, I'm a huge fan of horror. It was, I'm not a huge fan of the Conjuring series. I like those two. I thought they were pretty good. This is, this is the third one in that, so, and it's a returning people. And the, You know, it's the Conjuring 3, but really it's like, what, the 12th movie of, of their series because of the Annabelle movies and The Nun and, and La La Rana or whatever. Like, there's so many. Those are spinoffs, right? This is this, Yeah, this yeah. is like the main, main trilogy. Oh, my God. This is going like, to become a saga here, but yeah. And, and I do appreciate that in a horror movie, and it is a clever horror movie. It's just I don't, I don't know. I was never a huge fan of it. So. I like the angle that they're like this team, and they're almost like investigators of this. Yeah. I, I kind of like that setup. That's always fun. In the Heights. I don't know the picture that's on this page. It just looks like a kid or a teenage musical. Yeah, it's definitely got a mu musical. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda is attached to it, so I'm assuming that is. Oh, it does say it's a music. Oh, oh, yeah, this is the one uh, that he made before Hamilton. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't know anything about this. 
this is the writer of the musical Hamilton. Right. And so this is what he had made this before Hamilton got big. And now I guess they're bringing it. He made the movie before or just this is like a play, another play adapted. A, to, another oh, play okay. adapted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He wrote, he, I'm sorry. He wrote it before. Okay. Uh, Space Jam, another kid one, probably better than Tom and Jerry. I don't recall ever seeing the first one. Michael Jordan one? I saw it Yeah, the, the Michael theater. Jordan one. <laughs> yeah. And what, this one is uh, LeBron James, yeah. of course. So, that would be funny. Uh, Suicide Squad. See, now we're going out into August, and one thing I wanted to say, too, about this is that I guess unless these particular movies are included in the contract or licensing, there's nothing that stops them from just delaying Suicide Squad, right? Just be like, well, well now that's delayed till 2022, so it's not going to go to HBO Max. But wait, I don't understand. Why why would they delay it? Well, they delay movies all the time. Oh, okay. I think this I think with this news, this is pretty much being like, yeah, we're not delaying this stuff anymore because there's there's not there's no reason to not push these out because of uh COVID because it's going to be on the streaming service too. So if something does happen with COVID where it gets way worse and it's like, yeah, the theaters are still shut down or they're shutting down again you know you know we already announced we're releasing it this time at least i think that i i would hope that that's what they're doing right and i guess that's true is that the majority of this list are movies that are already done and they've been done for a while they've just been waiting to go uh i'm just thinking of like in a normal scenario from like kong kong or godzilla vs kong was delayed a bunch of times not even because of the pandemic so i guess i was just thinking along those lines but yeah these are all done so I guess they should be good to go. Uh, but we got the Suicide Squad, which I always, even though the previous Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn weren't big successes, I still enjoy them. And so this one is probably going to be even better with James Gunn at the helm. Yeah, I didn't like either of those two previous movies. I'm actually pretty pissed because I bought the... Um the Harley Quinn one, and I have it forever on digital. I'm like, God damn it. This, I'm never going to watch this movie again. I have them both. I, I will admit that the marketing for the original Suicide Squad was made it look so much better than the final it's product. A, it's a trailer movie, right? <laughs> like, it looks really fun. And then, even you know what? I think, I think even the setup is really fun, but the whole movie is kind of like, uh, okay, this isn't really working. I remember for months before that came out and every every movie I'd go to see, they'd show that trailer in front of the movie and I just got so excited and I'm just waiting for it and then it was there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I don't want to say it sucks, but... I think it'll, it's in, it'll be interesting to see what James Gunn does with it. I feel like that was a good pickup for, for that movie. So if if anyone can make that work, I, I think um, I think it's in good hands with him. Yeah, the one one dangerous thing I think is that there's so many characters. <laughs> I'd have to look up a list, but I swear there's at least like 15 characters in this, right? I yeah, I don't know because they're they're adding guys in, right? So I mean, there was a lot last time. James Gunn did the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie for Marvel, so that's why I think he can do this. And then we have Dune. Yeah, that you've been waiting for. Oh, I can't, which I you can't were hoping wait. to get it this month. Right? <laughs> I know. But. I know. When they said that they were releasing these, I'm like, just release them right now. Just turn it on. <laughs> I was like, I need Dune right now. But I'm. A, I was wondering if they pushed it out because or they pushed the release date to October if they're like doing like more cleanup with special effects or something. But it was supposed to release already, so I would kind of hope they're mostly done. But 
I guess it makes sense that they're going to keep this the same October date, especially with this strategy. But I, I just like a little hopeful and wishful thinking that they're going to release this one earlier. But it should be a hard date now of, of October 1st. So um, I, I don't, I'm really looking forward to this one. So let's see if see if it works. I was surprised that they pushed it uh, that far back considering it was supposed to come out. But. Yeah. This movie's got to do good, right? Because, I mean, they're probably going to make... There's a lot more books, so... And I think they're saying this is only part of the first book, so it needs to do well so we can see the other ones. But I don't think they did the uh, the Lord of the Rings thing where they filmed all of all of the movies at once. So it, it's... I don't know. Ho- hopefully it does well. Yeah, based on this list so far, it d- definitely looks like they positioned that on purpose so that they have another big hit in the fall because these look they you know starting with wonder woman now and then kong and then suicide squad and then dune you know spreads it out pretty well yeah is dune a big draw like i mean i know what it is and i like it i even like the crappy one we got before and i really like the book but i think it should be yeah i mean the general population no but when it comes out i think it'll garner a lot of attention uh, that'll bring people on board with that. That Timothy Chalamet, right? He's going to draw him in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have Elvis, biopic. That was ba- Baz Luhrmann. With Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King Richard, Will Smith. Oh, about uh, Venus and Serena Williams. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel about them making movies about people who are like still alive and like this the williams williams sisters are still playing tennis too so i don't know it feels kind of weird yeah i don't know how that works like if they had to approve that or anything i don't know i don't know because uh, there's been situations with like you know even even after someone dies like prince that there's always like no you can't do this like they control I don't know his likeness or something. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I'm assuming like someone like Prince too. You're probably going to want to use all of his songs, so that's probably a, a bigger hang up than True. just someone's likeness. But I, you're right. I don't know what the what the deal is with like portraying someone's likeness on screen versus like if they can say no, you can't do it. But and then Matrix Four um, looks like Matrix Four is the last big one for the year. Oh, actually, there's three to be announced ones still, but. Yeah, so unknown dates on those, but Matrix Four at the end of the year—that's that's pretty big, right? Like, I mean, it's been—I mean, it's got to be almost twenty years since the last one. Yeah, I'm not even sure how I feel about this movie, but you know what? The, we'll see. Well, <laughs> like I think I think Matrix was a—I think it was a good movie. It was a good sci-fi movie. Not like not great for me, but I mean, it's definitely good, and it it did like a lot of cool things, right? With special effects, and it had it pretty unique idea it was was a good new property but then the subsequent films like oh man (laughs) they promised a lot in that first one and then they sort of i don't know each movie was just like sort of a nosedive and by the by that last one i was like oh man this is it this kind of sucks but in that third one they sort of tease like neo like sort of going into the matrix or whatever but they sort of kind of tease that he could possibly come back and i think you know, I don't I don't know if they originally planned, you know, waiting 20 years or if they maybe just were like, yeah, that's it. You know, we're we're moving on from this. But I feel like the 20 year gap is kind of interesting for the for the Matrix series. So we'll we'll see. 
and I'm sure a lot has to do with uh, Keanu Reeves sort of having. I don't think I don't feel like Keanu Reeves ever went away, but um, you know he's made a lot of with with the John Wick movies being really popular. I mean he's 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 sort of I don't know getting a third third fourth wind in his career. So which the Matrix is really what probably set him on that path, right? I don't know. I mean he he was pretty. I mean, he turned into an action star in the '90s, though. But I mean, that that probably put him in the stratosphere, right? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, I get, yeah. I mean, more globally because you you did speed speed came out before, yeah, yeah, Matrix, yeah, yeah. So I guess that is true. Point Break, right? Yeah, Speed and Point Break, right? Those are and Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, Bill and Ted, and then and then and then they turn. I mean, they they turn that idiot into an action star. I remember when they. I think Speed is first, right? And when he shows up in Speed, you're like, really? That's okay. Why well, the Matrix Four in my head? And you know, I did feel a little bit like this with the new Star Wars as well, using the old cast and but uh, Bill and Ted face the music and oh. What was the other? Oh, uh, like Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Like those movies, it just made me sad. Like it's too, it's too far gone from the original material to me. So that's why I'm like with Matrix Four. I'm like, I, I don't know. They didn't need to be made. The those those other two. I feel like this is a little different than those two, but and like they're supposed to be doing a new Mallrats, and and there's also something where they were saying Adam Sandler's going to make a Billy Madison two. What the hell? Well, so like, cause Kevin Smith is, does the, the mall rats and, and the Jane and Silent Bob. And I feel like, I feel like Kevin Smith has never really grown outside of, you know, clerks and Jane and Silent Bob. So that's why those kind of, to me feel like revisiting those is just like, yeah, he's not really doing anything else here. And, and Bill and Ted is sort of falls into that because I mean, Bill and Ted is like very unique to that time period. Right. And I think a very unique age. Where they kind of did something interesting with the the new one, where they they made it about you know them being grown up and then their kids. Which, if you watch the original, you probably are in that similar spot where you have kids now. So that might be some kind of connection. But I I kind of know what you mean. Where the, it was probably like, yeah, I don't know if we needed this one. Well, it's funny. That's how the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was as well. It had to do with their kid or. Uh... One of their kids, at least, but yeah, I don't even remember. I don't think you watched the whole thing. It was unwatchable to me. It was like cringe. I was cringing quite a bit at some of the the callbacks and some of the. I guess they were trying to be jokes, but it. I don't know. It really fell flat for me. High hopes for it. I wish it well. I hope I don't feel the same way when that comes out for Matrix, Matrix Four. Yeah. Uh, and then the three to be announced movies without release dates would be Judas and Black Messiah, based on the true story of Fred Hampton, the leader of the revolutionary Black Panther Party. What malignant? Very little is known about malignant. <laughs> That's what it says, <laughs> James Wan. Right. So yeah, as for that whole list, obviously some big, huge black. Wait, 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 wait. There's, there's, there's this one more here. This, those who wish me dead. Yeah, this, this is. Taylor Sheridan, this, I think this guy's awesome because he, he did uh, Hell in High Water with uh, Chris Pine a couple of years ago and Jeff Bridges. I, I really like that movie. And then he, he's the showrunner or writer behind uh, the uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, which I, I think is a pretty good show. So th- this guy, I think, makes some pretty good like modern uh, westerns. 
I don't know what I don't know what this is, but yeah, say is that what we're looking at? It says uh, neo western. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that'll so be interesting. Pretty good list. There's at least like I don't know four or five in here that would uh, keep me keep me into HBO Max. Yeah, to keep well, I pay for it all the time anyway, and there ain't nothing on there now. I think I watched one movie on it in the past six months, <laughs> and I still pay for it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of big name ones that is good, and I'll definitely probably watch most of these other ones as well and i wonder if that'll usher in some other studios specifically uh universal has kind of been tapping on the the digital release all year maybe they'll take the same type of uh approach yeah it's definitely gonna put pressure on the other ones i think so this is i think this uh, i think it needs to happen i think it's moving in this direction you know you know what i was thinking um before we started but i was um, remembering back to when I had the movie pass subscription and how awesome that was in that. And if, if you don't know, it was like a, a monthly subscription and then you could see all the movies that you wanted. And I think they started to cut back on it as, as the, um, you know, as, as they rolled it out and as, as more and more people used it, but there was like a whole year where I went and saw just a shit ton of movies in the theater because it was a subscription model. And that was not sustainable, right? Obviously, because that company went under. But this is sort of like the inverse um, business model of that and that it's like, oh, we're just pushing out, you know, to streaming services, which is a subscription model. And I think this model works better because, um, you know, it does, it's cutting out the movie theater, you know, because the studio doesn't have to um, share the profit with them in this scenario so it's you know by them driving the streaming service with warner brothers i think this really makes a lot of sense at least business wise and it's appealing i think to uh the moviegoers or or watchers because um you can sit at home and watch movies and it's relatively inexpensive i mean i'm, I'm assuming you know once you have like a bunch of um, subscriptions that can start to add up, but still as individually like $15 a month and maybe you're going to get one or two movies, you know, big movies come out on it. And plus, you know, all the other things they have on those things. So I think this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, movie pass actually came to my mind as well in this situation. I think the movie theaters are missing out on their own opportunity to save themselves and to embrace this change because clearly starting way back earlier this year when Universal made waves by going straight digital with a couple of movies and, you know, AMC and Regal didn't, didn't like that at all. They need to make their own streaming service. <laughs> oh, man. And right now is the perfect opportunity for that business because they have a partnership, a relationship with the studios. So it would make sense that AMC actually launched their own uh, theater streaming service. And now we're not talking like, try to pretend to be Netflix. We're talking about combining your physical with a, a digital store so that, you know, AMC gets uh, Wonder Woman and AMC gets a cut of the profit of in, in theater and then also they're the ones that stream it. I mean, obviously another company like Regal is also streaming it, but the point is is that the idea of MoviePass, it would turn into that we're paying AMC, you know, 30 bucks a month to have a pass where we can go into the theater to watch it or watch it online. Like I would pay for that. Yeah. But this is the theater has no leverage here. Like why would, uh, 
like Warner Brothers in this instance be like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll bundle with you. Like maybe because of the future, like you know, you want to get that cut of that, you know, that those huge opening weekends. But I don't. It, it feels like an experiment at this point to see, you know, how how many new subscribers or how what the revenue turnaround is on um, releasing them on streaming. Like how many people go into the theater versus just stay at home and watch them. Right, the opportunity is leaving for AMC. Like this is something that should have already started to occur because now. Like Warner Brothers is like, well, forget it. We're just going to cut you out. Yeah, I feel like they left. Yeah. Yeah, they, they should have made this, this started to make this change so that they were not cut out because they do already have partnerships and the studios don't want to screw over the theater companies necessarily, but they got to do what they got to do. They want to make money. So. <laughs> so, yeah, if AMC was more into, you know, change and embracing stuff uh, or Regal or anybody, they could have come up with a new format because, A, like you brought up MoviePass. MoviePass could have been embraced, but they also fought that. They don't want change. They just want the same thing. Pay me $15 for a ticket, $12 for a popcorn, and that's why they're going to go away. Yeah, they, that's how they make their money, right, is the concessions. So I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what they do to, at this point to try and claw back into it. Uh, the the, the not, not AMC, but the, the more local theater here uh, offers concessions via DoorDash. On the weekends. Isn't that funny? What does that mean? Do you miss your movie theater popcorn? Order popcorn. <laughs> okay. And we'll DoorDash us. So not only is it $20 for a popcorn and a receipt, but now you spend $10 to have it delivered. Yeah, fuck that. I, I don't like concessions as it is. Like, I feel like there's, like, not very good options. Like, every once in a while, I think movie theater popcorn's, you know, all right. But, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm going to get a DoorDash for that. <laughs> and then the other thought was that the studios themselves, which they've, kind of done over the years i guess like because at&t owns hbo max the idea is that the studios just skip everybody the digital people and just have their own streaming service this is kind of what warner is isn't it like, correct yeah. that's what i'm saying in this case hbo is warner's um disney plus but i'm thinking more on the theater level but no i'm happy with it as the way it is i'll pay 15 bucks a month to have all warner's stuff on hbo that works yeah. I mean, obviously, the theater industry has been uh, having a little bit of an identity crisis over the past several years because, you know, sales have slowed down. New services like Movie Passes try to bring them back, and all they did was destroy them instead of embrace them or, you know, think about the people or anything like that. And man, that's how it's going to be. They have a pretty slim margin of uh, profit, the, the theater. So there's. Yeah, with this past year, they've taken a big hit. They're kind of in desperation mode, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting. We'll see what happens in the next year. See if anyone else jumps on board with this. More to come. And one of the other things was a complaint about these movies going to HBO Max was that HBO Max does not stream in 4K. But now with this new announcement also came that the first movie they're streaming in 4K is Wonder Woman. So they're already on, they've already addressed that complaint hmm. and they're going to move forward with more 4K content. Oh, I like this. I like the sound of this because uh, they just released the 4K remaster of Lord of the Rings. But right now you can only get that on the Blu-ray. Like I don't, if you, if you, 
Um, buy the Blu-ray, you get a digital version as well, but I don't think it's the 4K remastered version. So it's like, what? Like I, I look for it on like some on like Google services. It's They still have the old versions on there. You can't get the remastered one. So it's like, oh, I need, I want that one, right? Like <laughs> I don't want to buy these other ones. And that was the article that I originally read that in is because it did say that Lord of the Rings and something else was also going to be in 4K. Hmm. on HBO Max, because all the Lord of the Rings are on HBO Max now. <laughs> the one thing about that is I don't know if they're the extended versions or not. The remastered? Oh, right, the remastered one? I wonder. Yeah, but yeah, they also said that, that that'll be 4K on HBO Max. So, Yes, another reason to get it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about with uh, Lord of the Rings coming up? So it's been um, like 20 years since that one, and almost 10 years since The Hobbit. But now, you know, that's sort of been the definitive Lord of the Rings thing. But because Amazon is doing a, a series, but I, I don't think it's the same storyline. I think it's like a prequel or, or a, you know, expanded universe thing. But I was just, I was just thinking about how, you know, it must have been nice. Like, it must be nice being like Peter Jackson, the creator of Lord of the Rings, like, and just knowing that you're the definitive guy for, for that series. But now, you know, there's going to be some competition with the Amazon one. I'm curious to see how that one goes, but...